Well, everybody, welcome. Comedy Film Nerds, episode three, two, six. Very exciting episode today. Oh, I thought it was going to be three, two, one. No. Contact. Do you remember that show? <laughs> I do. Good you show. do? Oh, yeah. Is right. that better than The Electric Company? No. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, Whoa. Come on. Seriously. <laughs> when you start out of the gate, you're yeah. going to take a swing at Electric Company? What yeah. the fuck is going yeah. on? What about Zoom? Was it better than Zoom? Well, yeah. Zoom, okay. Zoom had a lot of nonsense in it. Zoom was all hype. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, right. we're talking about movies. This is TV. Let's is let's get back to... Public broadcasting from the 70s. Let's get back to <laughs> feature film. Feature films. Okay. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini, and this is the Comedy Film Nerds Podcast. We're going to be talking about a lot of movies today, including Finding Dory, Surfwise... Uh, the trailers for Pete's Dragon and Anthropoid. A bunch of documentaries. A bunch of documentaries, Harlan County, USA, and a bunch of other ones. And some interesting movies coming out on DVD Blu-ray this week. Um, well, let's get right into our guest. Yes. Uh, returning guest. Uh, mm-hmm. Glad to have him back on the show. Why don't we call it triumphantly returning guest? I would say triumphantly. Yes, for sure. Um, and because I called him last night and he was available? Is that Completely yes. available. <laughs> And been, you were like, what time? 11? Yeah. Good. Three? And totally free. <laughs> we've been teasing that we've had his CDs in the store for a while. We haven't yet because um, Aaron couldn't find them. And Not the, that Aaron's dumb. Yeah. It's that we had a mountain of bullshit yeah. in this garage. All over the floor. And then when we finally got shelving and stuff started getting off the floor, then Wayne's CDs appeared. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's going to sit here and sign them. Sit here and sign <laughs> Yeah, you, ladies and gentlemen, Wayne Fetterman. Thank you, thank you. It's great to be here. It's a little humiliating to have just just stacks of CDs that are unsold staring at me. But well, look, it, this, it, this is my new life. I will say this will this will make you happy. We did get emails saying when are they going to be on sale? They want to buy your signs. I know what we did. What are you going to sell them for? What are you going to sell them for? Six hundred dollars. What are you going to sell them for? Just so you know, you can get them on Amazon. Twelve ninety nine. Are yeah. you going to match that price? No, no. We'll pro- no. It'll be more we'll than fifteen. About fifty. They're signed. It's more. Um, they okay. have, does Amazon yeah. have more? No, 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 no. But you does know. Amazon have Wayne Fetterman in the Amazon offices right now? Not at all. Exactly. Not at all. Not at all. So, might even be fifteen ninety nine. We'll yeah. See. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. They keep that shit up. I'm going to jack the price. Yeah. Up. <laughs> I don't know. That seems aggressive. <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was a little. I, now, I, is there uh, of like the mouth you get, the higher the yeah, price goes. Right, okay. <laughs> Keep popping off. I'm you sorry. want a twenty-five dollars? Why am I popping? Keep the shit. Okay. <laughs> price them right out of the market. Price them right out of the market. No, I uh, we, we didn't handle it correctly. Wayne comes in and we just put a bunch of unsold CDs in front of him, and yes. he felt very much like. Well, asshole, you're not moving units, so now <laughs> it was more like, no, no, sell, sign these, and we can start. Selling. Okay, I didn't know exactly what yeah, that was, but that's want... what it felt like. That's what it felt like. <laughs> By the way, do you have uh, like film nerds Prime members, like Prime? Uh, theoret- like uh, you know, like free sure, shipping yeah. if yeah, they they're, they're emotionally prime. No, oh, we okay. Have free, we don't have free shipping. Oh. What do we have? A goddamn warehouse with drones? I don't know. I have yeah. to swear. I don't have to bring. <laughs> you know, that's a commandment you just broke. That's the Lord's name, and that's vain. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Fetterman bringing us up to speed on the uh, on the good book, <laughs> the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Old Testament. I'm Old Testament. <laughs> That's what people should say from now on. Instead of, I'm old school. I'm Old Testament. I'm Old Testament. <laughs> I'm Old Testament. Come on. 
So do we have any other announcements? Do we want to talk about uh, the festival? Do we any program any new shows? Uh, my favorite murder has been programmed. Yes. Um, the uh, and also uh, I haven't really announced this. So my favorite murder is Karen Kilgariff, uh, and I forget the name of her co-host, but they they talk about murder. They <laughs> talk about murder. <laughs> true crime. True crime. True crime. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Which is cool. It's a very new podcast. Mm. Um, so that's really so cr- fans of Criminal will yes. most likely enjoy that yep. one as well. Um, and then I. It uh, looks like Josh Wolf will be doing his podcast in the festival oh, on that Friday, which uh, mm-hmm. I've been a guest on, which is a fun show. Uh, so we're announcing more stuff. Tickets are going quick, you guys. This is We're not lying or hy- over-hyping this. This is w- the most amount of tickets we have sold at this point ever. Ever. So are you, can I ask? I assume you're talking about PodFest. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles PodFest, September 23rd through the 25th. You come every year. Yeah, I usually crash it. Yeah. I usually crash. I know. There's always comics that slide in. Slide in. Band. Somehow get a thing. Yeah, how did they do well, it? How do you get a laminate? Who knows? Well, nobody knows. <laughs> I know I didn't buy it. Of course. I know I didn't dish out any money. Uh, <laughs> and, all right. That's good. And it's going to be at the same place at the... The yeah, Sofitel? Sofitel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Another three-day fun festival. And do we have an ETA on the um, pay-per-view tickets when they'll be? Uh, those are actually show? up for sale. Um, so oh, you can right start now? buying pay-per-view, and we're going to start releasing. Um, you know, it's $25. If you use coupon code CFN, you save 5 bucks. Uh, and, of course, that goes towards uh, the show. So we mm-hmm. get a portion of that, and, and every show we'll be getting coupon codes and announcing that. So the pay-per-view's for sale. Um, you know. Hotel rooms are going fast. We've sold more hotel rooms than we ever have, so it's it'll it'll it's selling out. It'll sell out again. That's great. Last year sold out. And this year it'll probably sell out it's by earlier by August. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about the pay per view never sells out. Pay per view never sells out. Mm-hmm. So if you know you are not able to come to Los Angeles, get the pay per view. But would like to see somebody do a podcast live. All forty of them. All forty. So for the what about the, the ones that are happening simultaneously? Well, that's that's a great question, Wayne. Um, you can uh, switch while watching live. You can switch between different showrooms. You can't split screen. Can uh, you picture and picture P and P? You cannot split screen. You cannot no. split screen. You, you got to choose your feed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Choose your feed. However, once the festival <laughs> is over, all forty podcasts and panels are archived at LAPodfest.com. So you have like almost three weeks at the after the festival ends to go back and watch anything you missed. At your free at any at time. At your leisure. At your I got you. So it's very uh so you get to live, you can watch everything you want to watch live, and then you mm-hmm. can go back in the archive and, and see the stuff you want to see. It's very cool. And we're starting to book the panels too now. We have a great panel on uh um, your platform, like making your platform work for you, like if you're on Libsyn or wherever, what all the perks mm-hmm. that you'll get. But one of the the cool ones that actually Dave Anthony had suggested was the changing content of podcast, how the content uh-huh. is changing, and it's going to be a really cool panel. It's going to be hosted by by Tom Merritt yeah. over at who's uh, been on the show, yeah, at, um, Daily Geek and a bunch of other uh, uh, great shows. It'll have uh, Dave Anthony on it. It'll also have uh, Cecil Baldwin from Welcome to Night Vale. And I think we'll book one more person, but it'll be really cool. Well, that's the thing, too, is, is I mean, the Karen Kilgariff show and Criminal is a fine example of how it's not just, it's not just Karen and another comic talking about just whatever. They're doing true crime stuff. There's a huh. lot more scripted shows coming in. It's really, it's really fantastic to yeah. see what is happening with the medium and who's. Do you feel like you're like left behind with this old thing talking about movies? <laughs> <laughs> Other people are scripting stuff. They have sound effects. Uh, when I see them in the in the top rankings and we're not there yet. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. I'm curious. But that, that hasn't changed. And this is episode 326, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where do you want to start? Should we start at Finding Dory? Uh, why not? That was the Let's big movie it. that came out this weekend. Yes. So you, uh, I'm assuming, I was going to see it, but then I was like, why? Chris is going to see this with his family. Uh, I was planning to, but then uh, oh. things changed, and uh, my son wasn't feeling well. Conjuring 2 instead? Uh, no, <laughs> you no. took your son to gun. That always helps. <laughs> yeah. When you got a sick eight-year-old, Conjuring 2. This will scare yeah. the cold out of you, friend. Yeah, and then my... Uh... <laughs> God, I would love it if you did that. <laughs> we were going? feel better. So, uh, so <laughs> then my daughter was like misbehaving so uh my wife's like well just go by yourself and i'm like all right so i spent father's day seeing finding dory alone <laughs> that sounds like sounds like a great you know yeah. you got like one kid vomiting another yeah. kid popping off yeah, you I'm like, all right you know what all right you guys blew it i'm going myself and uh so i saw this movie and the thing i love about pixar movies too if you're just an alone adult you're never the only one there's always mm-hmm. a bunch of adults watching a pixar movie without kids with no that what time for reals um, so so yeah it was uh it, and, i'm not gonna make the normal <laughs> joke that everyone's thinking because <laughs> it is a magnet those movies <laughs> so i was going more for a bunch of animation nerds oh okay so. <laughs> i see wayne wayne, wayne fetterman yeah wayne fetterman. Why there's a bunch of yeah. unsigned cds in front right. of this inappropriate of inappropriate forty dollars yeah. a unit no. what yeah, yeah come on <laughs> Right. It's, we're talking flannel and beards that are too long. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I, I saw this movie. I was worried that like after seeing the trailers, this would just kind of kind of be like a rehash of the first movie plot wise. Uh, or was Pixar going to do something interesting with it? And actually, the answer is both. It was a rehash of the story, but it's so inventive and different the way they did it. Right. Um, that it was it was still OK. Was it better than the first one? No. But it was still really um, fun and a, a good movie. It was a good time. And also, I found it really interesting. You rarely see this in animation. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have a sequel that focuses on one of the supporting characters, like a lot of times when you have a sequel like that, either in animation or in live action, it's like, quote, their story. Mm-hmm. So the people, the stars of the first movie are never in it or they're in a cameo or whatever. This one, um, you know, Nemo and Marlon, they were in it the entire movie. But they were supporting characters where Dory was the, the lead. Right. Well, so, she's, she's the most liked character, most liked Disney character on Facebook. She has 25 million likes. Isn't that amazing? On Facebook. 25 million likes. Just the character. Which is why they were like, we're making this movie. Right. <laughs> and it, it takes That's place one year later, even though it took uh, 16 years later to make the movie. But I the see. The film actually takes place one year later. Is that, now, does that get in the, is that the thing you're talking about in terms of the, does that make it feel like a rehash that, that that they are trying to make it one year later do you think that was a mistake you think they should have made it more like oh it is 16 years later well or? you know what I, I was thinking of um remember the how to train your dragon sequel mm-hmm. where it they actually aged up the character so all the character designs changed um this one they didn't do that at all every character looked exactly the same with the exception of they were a little more detailed and the animation was a little more fluid so you could see like the technology's improved, but they deliberately kept all the character designs and everything the same. And then I thought about it. I'm like, well, how much are you going to age a fish? You know, there, I don't oh, think there's that much right. they could have done. Put a if beard. They to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A right. beard. And the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so reading um, glasses. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was one year later, but it was, it was just like, um, I'm sure it was delightful, right? Yeah, it was, it was fun. And it, it's one of those movies that too, you, you know, adults can enjoy as well, but it was, it was, it was lighter, you know, especially after like, uh, like inside out, 
Yes. Um, it was, which was a little, um, uh, had a little more meat to it. This one didn't, but that's okay. I mean, Finding Nemo, it, it wasn't as good as the first one, but it was still... Oh, that's the first one, Finding Nemo. Yeah. Okay. And it was, um, but it was still good. It was, you know, you're going to enjoy it. Your kids are going to enjoy it. It was a, uh, it was a good film. Um, Would you say, like, for I know they did this with the uh, Toy Story franchise. Yes. They've done... Three? Three, yeah. Three. Mm-hmm. Not including, like, you know. But I felt like they were the main characters were still the main characters. Yes. So this is a little different. It's, it is different. Okay. It, it's definitely, uh, I mean, Ellen DeGeneres does a great job. And the interesting right. thing, too, is, like, it's been 16 years. Does this character still resonate? Is it stale? Is it like watching, you know, like an old bit that you're kind of tired of? And no, it, it was really, it, it was still. Those guys, I mean, you, their batting average is ridiculous, yeah. right? Do right. you agree? Everyone agree with that? Yeah, yeah. That's By everyone, yeah. I mean the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Well, I think uh, the other thing too is sorry. is the advantage that this character does have because Finding Nemo resonated with people. So you've got a lot of people who saw Finding Nemo when they were in right. 12 to 15, 16 and now they're mid-late 20s or earlier. So it is a very much a, we got to go see this nostalgia wise. Right. You know because and again well, it's 16 years, it's even longer than that. If they yeah. saw it when they were 15, they're 31. They're, yeah, they're in their yeah. 30s. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and so they're going to really I'm good at math. Can we like concentrate that. on that? Crunching the numbers. I yes. really like it, it was you know. Good. <laughs> we'll bring the, I'll bring the CDs down to 30. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm fair. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think I think that has a lot to do with it, and I think that's a, a going back to the 25 million Facebook likes for Dory. I think a lot of that is that age group that watched it as kids, right. you know, really course, wanting to see it. Of course. And now, do you guys follow like the box office? How, like, because I know it sets some sort of records. I does. I can't. You know, it's always the when you really drill down, which is one of my favorite new expressions. Mm-hmm. When you drill down into the numbers or unpack. Mm-hmm. Is another one? Do you know? Great one. Yeah, <laughs> these are two when things. You, when you steam clean the numbers, <laughs> the, the numbers, it's always like animated for the weekend before. The, well, the, you know, I'll cr- give you the box office numbers. So here's oh. so Finding Dory did 136 million. Right. Uh, so Cent- Central Intelligence did 34 million. Uh, that's the Kevin Hart movie, right? Yeah. Yep. And Dwayne and Johnson. The Conjuring did 15.5. You mean Conjuring too? Whatever. Yeah. 15.5. Uh, yeah. Which is interesting when you look was there at another numbers, when you unpack them. Yes, I love it. That uh, every movie <laughs> was a success this weekend because you look at opening numbers. Because as, as you went down that list, the mm-hmm. budgets of the films went down too. So you, if if you have it, how did Pop Star do? How did Pop Star? Pop Star didn't do so well. <sighs> comedies. What's with the comedies? I don't know. I, I thought, and we actually we enjoyed it. So did I. Yeah. So did I. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, I know we we're going to talk about documentaries, but I yeah. Really liked it. Well, they're not listing the the budget for Central Intelligence on IMDb, uh-huh. uh, which is interesting. Usually they, but I would guess. I don't know. I'd love to know what the budget on that is. My 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 question eighty eighty like because Kevin Hart and The Rock are not they're not cheap. Not they're not cheap. cheap, man. And if it has action, it yeah, it could be higher. I was thinking more forty, but then if you add action and all that, it's action, problems, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. And I would say it's probably in the end. I know Kevin Hart improv, so that sometimes pushes it into golden time. Yeah. <laughs> everyone gets overtime. Yes, that's everyone. That's that goes right down. That there's a trickle so, effect. So all the union so, guys are like, yeah, yeah start yeah. Ripping, Kev, go for it. Let's do that again. So that's I don't true. know. Play around. Here's a wig. We we'll put one, on a crazy wig. That one may not be as uh, successful then, um, considering that if they're hiding the budget, that's never a good sign. Right, and I'm sure The Conjuring too. 
I'm sure they're perfectly happy with 50 because they make, don't they make those movies oh, yeah, for yeah. about five, ten million dollars oh, and just yeah. they're not that yeah. expensive. It's the I love I love I'm just like it's amazing to me like the absolute insane like barreling truck that is Disney that my whole life like it just doesn't stop. Oh yeah, they, they, yeah. they're unrelenting. And they well the thing it's they, really impressive. It's because because they they. And not to excuse any some some of their like evil corporate practices that they've done, but in terms right. of just churning out movies, they know movies. What this is like doing. a dying thing. I movies. Know. They know exactly yeah. what they're doing. They know what their audience is. They have this formula that works. And it's, I disagree. I feel like they do innovate. I feel like it's not always the same formula. Well, yeah. Well, I guess. I guess. Let me let me rephrase that. I yeah. think They their formula. Is part of their formula, I think, is innovation. Yeah, like, yeah, like, okay. Let's, let's, you know, like they have all these things, we need to hit this and this, but then, like, what's the new thing? What's mm-hmm. the new script? Well, like, I think they're constantly no. bringing in a well, new Well, one of the things they're doing is innovating through acquisitions. Right, because uh, they got, you know, the, they, they right. bought Pixar, they bought Marvel, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, oh, bought, right, right. they bought Lucas and they bought Lucasfilm. So um, you're realizing, all right, we can take these existing uh, companies or properties and really put our, Stamp. Um, you know, our, our mark on it, but also um, we can fund them properly mm-hmm. the way, you know. Now, did I did not see Zootopia, but I heard it was fantastic. It was, good. It was really a good movie. How would you compare Zootopia to Finding Dory? Finding Dory, they're, I would put them about the same. That good? Yeah, yeah. You, did you see either one of them? No. Graham, now, I'm looking at you. Zootopia. <laughs> no, Zootopia no, sir. Way better than no. New property, like it wasn't a sequel, right? But, right. Uh, but the thing about Pixar is they just, uh, with the exception of the Good Dinosaur, and they really know what they're doing. Would you, would, would you say Cars? Yeah, Cars. But the thing about Cars too, as much as I didn't like it or the sequel, yeah, um, it still had the A team on it. Like you yeah. know, it was still you could tell, but you could tell with. Uh, the good dinosaur. Everyone was working on Inside Out, and they let the interns kind of finish. <laughs> you know, the good that. dinosaur. Uh, that's really what it felt like. We don't have the resources to do two Pixar movies in one year, so you guys finish up this one. Did you see the Jungle Book by any chance? Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, it was really they did good. a really good job. I and couldn't again, believe how good that was. And I think that that goes to the formula we were just talking about. Yeah, so they have a pre-existing property. They want to read. So part of the innovation. These are good that, movies. Good movies. Yeah, they these are. are good. This is not like. And they're yeah. also letting good filmmakers make them. That's the yeah. other. Oh, that's right. What was that guy's name? John Favreau. John Favreau. Right. So there's good well, yeah. scripts. There's good storytelling, and then the the innov- in the uh, innovation of the technology of Jungle Book. Yes. Of like a kid, an act, a live, a lot of live action in the middle of this like total right. green screen world I'm assuming that yeah. looks great it doesn't always work obviously there's definitely been some misses with you know the Alice in Wonderland films especially the latest one that just came out yeah, but, but there's uh, always had their Alice in Wonderland and again I just feel like that story is like on its on its face is kind of creepy it's right. kind of druggy it's I feel like it's not a great kid story compared to like a fish trying to find, you know, or any of those, or a rat trying to become a chef, or anything like that. I, I just feel like it's in. I don't know why they keep make, remaking that thing. Yeah, it, it, it's. Am I wrong about that? I feel no, like the the actual property is just. Well, yeah, it's I kind mean, of adult, the original, sexual. The original it's, books are like they're they're nonsensical. I mean, they, they are story. They don't uh-huh. they don't really go in. Especially is Alice that Lewis Carroll? Yeah, yeah, especially Alice through the Looking Glass. Uh huh. There's literally like no story. It's just like one weird 
drug hazed scene. <laughs> right. After well, I think that's the original animation, Alice in Wonderland was kind of innovative for its time, but it was sort of druggy and an adult. And, and it's sort of like, it's not that crazy anymore. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I oh, think it's I a combination see. of what you're saying, Chris, of how the original source material didn't make much sense. Right. And then they did it. They made it crazy. It was in the 70s. That was the best. Like, yeah, that's uh-huh. the top. That's the best it's going to be. And I really think like at the Disney board meetings, there's conversations like, look, we need less national treasure, more jungle book. You know, <laughs> they're going through. Here's the ones right. that didn't work. Here's the ones that did. We need more of these. Uh, although we'll be talking about one that doesn't look like it's going to work a little later. In okay, the cool. Section. All right. So now you saw Surfwise, oh. and when you when you emailed me the premise of this film, I'm like, well, this must be a horror movie. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's a conjuring on wheels. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a um, it's a documentary uh, about what? this uh, surfer uh, who's also like a crazy health advocate, and his name is Dorian uh, Paskowitz, and he's sort of, uh, but his nickname is Doc, and it's he was this. Uh, so we have a Dory and a Dorian. Yeah, not related. Not in any related. Both ocean. Both ocean connected. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, He was a physician on Oahu, and he was sort of known in the 50s and uh, as he was like, uh, you know, he worked, he had this big fancy gig, he went to Stanford Medical School and everything, and was married and had this sort of very typical kind of, you know, whatever, 50s life. Yeah. And was like, I ha- I hate this. I hate the acquisition of money. I hate the the rat race. Wait, in Hawaii? Yeah, but just being a physician, and you know, all right. I st- already, I feel like he's a little off. It's not like he's in Minneapolis, right? Or in you know Tulsa, and like I can't deal with this. He's already living in paradise. Yeah. Well, good. Th- that's a good. All right. I don't like this good... guy. I don't like this guy. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Oh, this is the guy that decided to go off the grid. The guy that has a practice in a hut in uh, Oahu. Yeah, well, you're gonna you're gonna dislike him even. <laughs> oh, all right, let me, let me hear. because then he does go off the grid and just decides like he's giving starts giving free health care to like the poor surfers okay. living on the North Shore, and he's yep. just like, I don't want to do this. Meets this woman and's like, you, I want to be with you, and I want to have a bunch of kids with you. Has nine children with her. Jesus. Starting in like the early sixties, mm-hmm. um, and they end up living in a camper, like various little campers, driving around the the U.S. and South America, giving free healthcare, free healthcare, and right. living off the grid. And these yeah. kids are basically just homeschooled. So children of the corn in a van, in a, with surfboards. <laughs> you have surfboards. That does sound um, interesting. So and it's really it is and and so the Paskowitzes are very kind of iconic name in surfing because then these kids all started winning, you know, surf competitions. The, with the nine kids. The nine yeah. kids. I got you. Or they didn't have school or a home to get them. Oh, wait, right. I do I know this. Kids. Okay, <laughs> I do know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it the movie is really compelling and it does that thing that, it, that a good documentary does, which again, we've talked about this, you know, ad nauseum is it's about storytelling. You're still telling a story with a documentary and they introduce... As this very sort of oh idyllic, we lived off the grid and we lived off the land and we fished and I gave healthcare. You know, I just mm-hmm. we just go to some little town and 
in you know Ecuador and I'd be a doctor for a month and make a little bit of and it was great and then you start it starts kind of unravel you kind of on uh, taking off the layers and he was a little mm. bit of a tyrant and a lot of the kids were like drilling down unpacking yeah it was it was it was it was, <laughs> nice. it, was it was a little um, what would you choose there would you choose drilling down or unpacking I feel like we're more unpacking okay. we're unpacking we this are. guy's personality exactly oh so he's a little all right so it's not all Mister. It's not all hippy dippy. Hippy dippy sunshine, Superman, Donovan. Yeah. He's teaching the kids eat healthy, eat healthy, but he's but but he's very tyrant about it, and he's like forces them, and you start the kids if, at first, and and the filmmaker does a very good job. Uh, the the filmmaker is uh, Doug Prey. Um, Doug what? Doug Prey. Doug, Doug Prey. Prey Love. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Doug Prey Love. Yeah. Yeah, he did uh, Infamy, Big Rig, uh, Art and Copy, some other documentaries, uh, Levitated Man. He's How much footage of it from like the sixties are, are there? Like archival? There's a lot of archi- They do a, they do a nice mix of all the archival footage from them. Surfing and surf competitions, surf or? competitions, living off the land. They yeah. they spend a lot of time at San Onofre, um, which is one of my favorite surf breaks. Oh, um, because it's San Onofre is uh, this big, and you can camp there, and it's it's like a, a, a you go down there. and There's a lot of families. You, that's their whole beach day, and they're playing beach volleyball, and they're barbecuing, and they're surfing all day. So it's very much this surf culture, this surf lifestyle. Um, so there's a lot of archival footage, which is really cool. Yeah, everyone loves that, right? Yeah, good. Yeah. And it's good, like Super Eight and probably 16 millimeter yeah. footage. And then they do a lot of interviews of these people today, and you start unraveling what this guy was like and what mm. living like that was like, and the the downside. And some of the kids are like, "Fuck this!" And some of the, some of the so are all the kids surfers? No. Yeah, they all they all are, but some of them are like, "Nope." Married suburbs like structure finally on the grid, finally moving out of the camper. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, they had to on they, the grid. On yeah, like moving back onto the. Grid. But no, specifically, that's part of it. Some yeah, of them are of like, course. I want the fucking grid because, yeah, because yeah. some of them talked about you know I got out into the world and I didn't know how to do anything, and I've heard this from other people who are homeschooled in various environments. Then they try to interact in regular society and they have no clue how to do this. Um, not always the case, right? But when you seclude, no matter what it is, if it's a militia, if it's a commune, if it's whatever, if yeah, it's you a, get Tarzan. You get Tarzan exactly. You get a surfing Tarzan. So it's it's a really compelling. Well, let me ask you a question because there's only one surfer whose name I know, mm-hmm. and that's Laird Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Is he? Does he make a cameo in this? He does not. But <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking no, about? Of course. of course. Yeah, he looks but, like a superhero. Yeah, he's he is, unbelievable. He's a superhero. <laughs> he he is. is a goddamn. He's a Viking <laughs> he's superhero <laughs> from the same planet Thor came from. Yeah. yeah yes, he's Thor. That yeah, was what I was exactly, trying to come up with. He yeah, surfed he, here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, surf Thor. But yeah. they did. There are a couple people that are interviewed in Riding Giants, which is the the big movie, the big wave surf movie that features Laird Hamilton. Okay, a that. Lot. Yeah. Uh, and there's some people. So in, in Riding Giants, they interview a couple of the guys from the 50s era big wave surfing in, yeah. on the North Shore of Oahu, and a couple of them are talking about this guy, Dorian, about that. Yeah, it's for some reason, there was, I've seen a couple of those surf, I mean, I saw Endless Summer 2, mm-hmm. and then there was another surf documentary I saw about that guy who 
some kid who died. They would surf in Hawaii near these rocks. Mm-hmm. All right, I, never mind. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I but I think that family was mentioned in that documentary. You, if you, because they're famous, yeah, right, in the, the surf world. The surf world, everybody knows them. Are they? They're shortboard, longboard, mediumboard, whatever. They whatever board they like riding. They all ride different types of boards. One of them is one longboard competitions, and one of them then. Oh. You know, started they started this surf camp in in like down in Orange County, um, or maybe it's San Diego County. Uh, and they like one kid, one guy has an autistic son, and started this organization called Surfers Healing, which is how to get your autistic child to surf. Because the the frustration of of parents with autistic kids is I can't relate to this kid. You know, the, the kid won't yeah yeah talk yeah. and say hey mom hey so the the kids relate to the water and surfing and and it's a great like i've seen i've seen specials just on that organization so they talk a little bit about that so this family is really sort of woven off the grid on the spectrum (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) so um but it's a it's a really cool doc i mean i i I, i'm gonna check it out i watched it on uh, one of the online streaming services excellent that we won't mention so so uh wayne you like Docs, and you've seen love them love recently. Em. Yeah. What are they? What Real are quickly, and we don't have to drill down into any of these. <laughs> I saw in the movie theater, not streaming, not on the, oh, I'm going to watch. You. Yeah, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. I love watching Docs in the movie theater. Oh, I've, saw, I've seen four of them. Okay. One, I can't remember the name of it, but it's about the DJ AM. DJ AM. I know you don't know who he is. I saw it. It's something like Sam I Am or it's some weird title or Yes I Am or something like that. Um, the other one was the OJ documentary that's been on ABC and 30 for 30 on ESPN. They showed it in a movie theater, three theaters in the entire United States. So they would be eligible for Oscar consideration. Okay. And how long was it? It's a seven and a half hour movie. First time I've ever been in a movie with two intermissions 15 minutes each wow so it was an eight hour experience so it was a full day full day i was there we there was two screenings there's a noon to like eight and then like a three o'clock to midnight kind of thing and so i did the three o'clock to midnight had my phone with me the whole time i was like all right let's see wayne nothing no calls no auditions no totally free didn't even need to bring my phone it was a real insight into how thin my career is at this point (laughs) That I could just take the whole day off, sit in a movie theater, not no ripple, no effects, nothing, don't have to move anything, completely available. It's like, well, let me ask you this now. I I, I know you're seven and a half hours of OJ. So you're a sports fan, obviously. Yes. So I'm assuming you've watched a lot of Thirty for Thirties. Yes, I have on TV. What was it? Because I love those Thirty for Thirties. I yeah. think they're put together really well. I would love to know what they just visually, for starters, look like on a big screen. Oh, because of the archival footage of yeah. the video. It was fine. It was yeah. fine. I mean, I saw it at the, I'm going to say Lemley. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because it looks like it might be Lamel. No, Lemley's correct. Lemley's correct. Okay. La Emily? <laughs> <laughs> so I saw it, the, the new one at Santa Monica, and uh, I don't know. It was It was fine. It was fine. I mean, I feel like... And especially on that DJ AM documentary, which you can look up the title if you want. I know you have a computer there. But um, they had footage that looked like VHS, you know, of him. Yeah, and I was like, you know, there used to be a thing with uh, that, like, something called broadcast quality. 
Mm-hmm. Like you can't broadcast this on television if it didn't meet right. these certain spectrum things. And now I feel like that is gone. Did that get like, in the way though? Are you saying that got in the way of your experience of that low quality video? No, but that was the lowest quality uh, footage I had ever seen on the big screen. For the DJ or for the OJ? For the DJ, not for right. the OJ. The OJ stuff was, most of it was pretty, you know, it was Monday Night yeah. Football. and right. f- Now for no. documentaries, it, it, technologically, it's uh, people are more forgiving now with yeah. the, um, the basically up of footage. If you've got something grainy or low-res, mm-hmm. it gets up I mean, it still looks grainy. And no, no, yeah. People are kind of more accepting to... I feel like it's a thing. I feel like that is an aesthetic that people are just completely fine with now. Right. It's yeah. just like, oh, I would agree. there's some weird squiggle line on the bottom of this the tracking line you know from the video and people are like fine with that so what what did you learn from the oj made in america thing that you didn't kind of already know from when we all went through it um the marcus allen stuff i know this is really inside football but there was a apparently a rivalry with marcus allen and oj simpson who was like a younger version of oj but was a usc film football star Actually won a Super Bowl with the L.A. Raiders, Raiders the L.A. Raiders, and I think I eighty four. I think I have that right. Um, and uh, and apparently had an affair with Nicole Brown Simpson. Oh, wow. interesting! Which I, there was the rumor of it, but that that according to this documentary, it's like, and they don't talk to him, but they really. I, I just thought it was, you're like, all right, what are they going to do for seven and a half hours? Right. But they pull back. A lot of it's about the LAPD, how it was, how that, you know, how they could draw a jury from there that was very sympathetic to any black guy who was going up against the law. Even O.J. Simpson, who didn't consider himself black. He was like, right. I'm not black guy, I'm the juice, you know. Right. I'm, so that was like sort of his... So it was very interesting. It was about race. It was about class. It was about the legal system. It was about police brutality. I mean, it really, and and, and celebrity and how we and uh, spousal abuse and power. Wow. And I mean, there were so many themes really beautifully woven in and out of that. Well, this sound, that sounds fantastic. I'm talking about Finding Dory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that sounds so. Yeah. So it's a really. I know it's a lot and. Yeah, I mean it's it was really fun experience, and especially like in that the group of us, there was like forty of us who sat through this, and during the intermissions, we would talk to each other. It was a really communal experience. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. So now you also said you saw De Palma, the the documentary. I just about- saw it last night. I saw during I- the heat wave. There was a we had a crazy. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm time guy. stamping yes. this this uh, recording, but uh, yeah, and that's what I love to do. Ever since I was a kid growing up in Florida, like if it gets super hot, I'm like movies. Go see a double feature. Mm-hmm. Like get in that cool movie yeah, theater, yeah. and so. That, was, I saw the trailer for the De Palma documentary. You did. What did you think? It looks well. I, I'm. I think he's a, a very intriguing filmmaker. Of I like some of his stuff, um, and would love to know more about him as a person. So, did right. this documentary. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what's interesting about this documentary. It is Brian De Palma talking head, clips of movies. That's it. Oh wow! Yeah, excuse me. There's no other person. No, other no Lucas. No his buddies. No Margot wow. Kidder. Boy, no any of really. Boy, just the editor got off easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. That's it. So it's pretty. I liked. So like, the whole movie was probably shot in a day. If it was one, maybe interview. a couple days. Yeah. Maybe a yeah. Maybe a couple days of it. And you know he's an interesting character. And 
You know, well, tell me, I mean, we'll real briefly do it. Chris, would you, would you have favorite De Palma movies off the top of your head or no? Wow. Uh, I really like Untouchables. Yeah, so do I. That's probably yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. It's interesting that so many of his movies were not well received. And then, but as someone who's like kind of a fan of his genre, his genre I've seen a lot of them. I'm always like... Oh, I never even thought of that as a bomb or not a bomb or I not a. Like this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I liked Blowout. So do, oh yeah, which is like I love Blowout. And that was one of those movies. I remember seeing it. I think in a drive-in as a kid, mm-hmm. and it. I, I I remember as a kid going, "This is amazing," and it didn't. Was it based? get that big thing? I mean, Scarface obviously came out yeah. next, and that did really. Yes, well. yes, that yeah. Was Blowout. That was the John Travolta movie. Right? Yes, yeah, now, yeah. But wasn't it based on like a French movie? It's a little bit based on Blow Up, right? Which is the Antonioni movie. Is that the guy's name? Uh, uh, from the sixties. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, just a side note: uh, the band, the Yardbirds, mm-hmm. have a little scene in that movie with Jeff Beck and Jimmy Page when they were in the Yardbirds. Oh. Just a little, just uh, yeah. a little show, with a little music thing. But yeah, yeah, it's about a guy. It's about a sound editor. It's all about making a film. It's right. it's beautiful. It's real. It's got a great tragic ending. It's just beautiful. I love it. All right. So that yeah. So I saw that, and then. Um, and yeah, you know, I saw a screening of Harlan County, USA. Yes, and there was one other the movie, Anthony Weiner's documentary. Oh, how yeah. was that? As good as the OJ, really? really? As good as the OJ? Because you know, my, my Carp liked it too. That's funny because my so. my question was the was the same thing. Like, what am I what am I going to learn that I haven't? Right. It's more about the access, wow. like the, in the way that OJ. It was all about the the macro uh, the macro of our society, like these big waves. Police brutality right. thing, power, fame. This was about you see a really smart guy get caught in his own lies. I mean, you see it. It is bizarre the camera is there. And at one point, maybe the highlight of the movie, you hear the filmmaker go, like, why are you letting me film this? Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's there with his wife as she's finding out that he was cheating with, you know, the second wave of phone sex stuff. As he's winning, he's ahead as um, in the mayoral race to be the mayor of, you know, his big redemption after, you know, getting through scandal, yeah. after the scandal. This is it. I'm, you know, I love New York. Super smart, interesting, great political instincts. And you just see the whole thing. I mean. Wow. It is fascinating. Isn't it weird how politicians can't do something <laughs> bad just once? Yeah. It yeah, always uh, seems to be a pattern. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought, anyway, so that's it. That's just a little documentary side thing. I know it's summer and everyone's like in the big box, you know, blockbusters. But the thing is, though. Oh, it's good counter-programming for it. It also is that the reason, you know, you also have these sort of weekends where it's like, you know, not that I don't like Pixar movies, but I'm like, ah, Chris will see Finding Dory. I have no interest in seeing Central Intelligence or The Conjuring 2. Right. So I rather would go watch a documentary. You know, and and we're lucky here in L.A. because they a lot of these documentaries, they, they obviously don't get wide releases. Mm-hmm. They're not in 3,000 theaters, mm-hmm. but they're, they're in enough. And we have enough of these sort of independent theaters like Landmark and Lemley. Um, 
Is that how you pronounce it? The Lime Limey. Landmark. <laughs> landmark. Are you saying that right? Landmark. Oh, it's the Landmark. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everyone gets that wrong. Because um. it looks like Landmark when you just I see it. it. You yeah, you just drive it. You're like, that's got to be Landmark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before we, um, before we move on, I want to I go back to Finding Dory for a second. Of course. No, of course. I, for, I wanted to mention, I forgot. Was, right. Uh, the thing I really liked about it is I was wondering what um, the filmmakers were going to decide on like when dory is like remembering her parents and going to search for her parents like because she has that short-term memory loss basically of a goldfish uh, because that's right the, that's the i love it i wanted to see like well is that indicative of all of her type of fish like they none of them have any memory or is it just her and it turned out the way the filmmakers did it was just her so it made her have basically a mental disability and it affected her throughout as she was a kid. You saw her interacting oh, with wow. her parents. What? Uh, and actually, as she was looking for does her she, parents. I'm just, it's just, a, I may be wrong on this. At any point, does she interact with Laird Hamilton? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she does interact with uh, Sigourney Weaver, which is really funny. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, wow, that's interesting. So, it so really it's interesting. not. Oh. Yeah, so it, and it was a, one I of the great it. messages of the film. It was like, okay, well, if you have this disability you know how can you get around it navigate through na- life you navigate through it so it was really cool it That's was like cool. they didn't shy away from it or make it like something like oh we'll just kind of gloss it over all the fish have that not a big deal they they made it an actual thing in the film which was cool that's mm-hmm. great um all right so we have a sponsor oh. hello sparemin.com uh this is uh, sparemin.com of course um that we uh, we've used them. They're great. This is so. What what Spearman is, guys? It's a free app. You can get it through iTunes or Google Play, and uh, you can have five minute phone calls without giving out your phone number. Yes, and if you do already have the app, an update just came out, so make sure you download that. Yeah, um, it's great to. You can also go to Spearman.com. Uh, you could use it for dating. You could use it for just talking to a, a group of people. Like if you're a part of some. Cabal. Cabal. <laughs> like the Podfest um, attendees fan page on Facebook. You guys could all use that to talk to each other if you wanted to. For five minutes at a time. For five minutes Keep at a time. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Wrap it up. Um, and so uh, we. it's been cool for us to use because we get, it's like an extra little uh, movie discussion. Yeah. Um, and what I didn't realize too, which is cool, is the calls you can either share them uh, so other people could listen to make the them conversation, public. make them public, and uh, or you could keep them private. So if you don't want anyone else to hear them, you can do that too. Um, so later today at two p.m. Um, Pacific time, we are going to do one. We said we were going to set up a comedy filmers one. That was dumb. We're going to use mine. <laughs> I don't have time to do that. Just go to at Graham for today uh, at two o'clock. Uh, but also, do you think we'll have this episode out before two? Yeah. All right, done. Hurry, listen. Wait, today? Today? Today. Mm -hmm. What? Boom. So that's 5 p.m. Eastern time? Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again. Math. Yeah. I want to brag. 5 p.m. Eastern? It's not just movies with me, guys. There's many skills. Maybe noon in Hawaii? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you're living in a van and decided not to be a real doctor anymore yeah. <laughs> and abuse your kids you may want to listen yeah. uh, but this one is with so we're going to play a little like maybe a 15 to 30 second clip uh, of Jensen Carp talking about some films uh, and then you go if you go download the app and then go to at Graham it'll be posted on there and they have a bunch of other interviews that are on my profile that you can listen to uh, that are for free. So go check that out. Listen right now. Here's Jensen Carp. 
on Spare Men. Hello. Hello. Hey, man. Hey. What, what's going on? <laughs> Not much. Uh, everybody, listen, we got uh, Jensen Carp on the phone. What? Uh, thanks for taking the time for the Spare Men. What movie do you want to talk about? I mean, does it have to be a new one or can it be an old one? Anything. I mean, you know what movie doesn't get the praise it deserves? What's that? Three Amigos. <laughs> it's very strange that, like, Ghostbusters and all these movies get this, like, weird nostalgic boom. You know what I mean? Like, Ghostbusters deserves it, clearly. Mm-hmm. But, like, why isn't Three Amigos getting it? That's, I think, that's a great question. It might be because... All right. Wasn't that outstanding? Very cool. Uh, so go download the app and listen. It's at Graham, and then, of course, we're going to take your calls for an hour. How much is that app again? It's free, Wayne. Ah, you are going to spend money. You don't the have greatest, to. The greatest. The greatest. It's like a free medical on the, on the beach. <laughs> exactly. Um, on a surfboard. On a surfboard. It's like a free surfboard doctor visit. <laughs> Makes no sense. Um, surfboard physical. Surfboard hashtag, hashtag surfboard, surfboard physical. physical. <laughs> All right, I'm writing that down. So, what are our trailers, Chris? Uh, Pete's Dragon. Now, uh, this is obviously a remake. If you remember the uh, old film that was part animated, part live action. What year did that? Great question. Seventy one. It's got to be six seventies. Six. I think early seventies. It's not sixties. It's not sixties. Yeah. Um, And I remember as a kid seeing this movie and being bored out of my mind. This is one of the uh, the Disney movies that I just found so unbelievably boring. And I'm like, it's got a dragon in it, and you're making it boring. How dare you? Right. Uh, Offensive. So (laughs) yeah, it was offensively boring. (laughs) Seventy-seven is the wow. So wow. So by the uh, way, does everyone know what uh, won Best Picture of 1977? Oh, that's right. You know the best picture winners of everyone. It was not Star Wars. I know that. That is correct. <laughs> Don't know. I believe it's Annie Hall, right? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, you don't have to look it up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's keep going. Uh, so anyway, I watched the... Uh, there's two trailers out right now, Pete's Dragon. The thing that's fascinating, too, about Pete's Dragon is it's got a, a bunch of fairly well-known actors in it. Robert Redford, Jessica Chastain, and uh, I think there's even more. I think uh, Carl Urban is in it. Yeah. Um, So um, looking at all these kind of stars basically mug at the camera and overact for like basically a kid's movie. It's the opposite of a Pixar movie where you're watching this trailer and go, well, this is for exactly eight-year-olds and under. There's no one over eight that's going to enjoy this film. Now, I'm hoping maybe that was just the trailer, the way it was cut together, but this movie, I I don't know, it looks like a a bit of a misfire. Yeah, I mean, it's that thing we were talking about earlier, how, you know, Disney every once in a while has some movies that you just go, how did this one, when you make all these other ones, how did this one misfire? Right. Wait a minute, so is this Disney? Yeah, it's Disney's Mm -hmm. Pete's Dragon. Oh, interesting. Theaters August 12th. Yep, they put their company above the title. <laughs> so they want to make sure you know it's a Disney movie. Um, but again, it's it's. I think what we were talking about in sort of their formula is that, you know, if they go back to the... The source material still has to be good, and if this original movie from 77 wasn't that I don't that know, great, but you would feel like we're screenwriters today would know how to... Oh, well, it's a Tarzan story, too. That's what made me laugh. It's like a boy that gets lost in the woods as he's young, and he's raised by the dragon, and then they find him, and then he, they go back, and he has to go find his dragon in the forest. Um, it, it's kind of like, well, now is it Tarzan and a dragon? Is it what, what, are, what are you trying to do here with Robert Redford and Jessica Chastain and Carl Urban? Um, so I don't but know. Did, but I kind of also just... To talk about Disney in the seventies a little bit, or when they were sort of like trying to find their footing before the big animated mm-hmm. 
what was the one under the sea Little and Mermaid. Little Mermaid? It was like the resurgence. That yeah, before all of that happened, I remember. And I don't mean Dragon, but there was other. There was like they kind of did like some horror movies, like for for kids. Right. Um, Something wicked this way comes. Yes. Do you remember that was I think right. Disney. Uh, and we just watched that again. I showed it to my kids. It's disturbing. You know what? It's really creepy. <laughs> Don't it's really creepy. <laughs> yeah, and you know it, it's funny. Like you see. You know, back then they don't—they didn't have the PG thirteen rating, so right. there's a lot of stuff that would be rated PG thirteen now that got the PG. And it was what I loved about it too. I mean, it's a Ray Bradbury story. It's creepy. It's got all these weird undertones. It's unsettling. To it. It's, yeah, it's unsettling. Very unsettling. And uh, and it doesn't pull any punches either. I know. Like there's like there's like lust and greed and all these really like horrible human yeah, places that are put into It's this sort of like beat. Seven in a way. Yeah. It's, it really is. <laughs> I know that's yeah. uh, without the head and the yeah. thing at the end, but, <laughs> but and the some, box. But the, some of the themes are the same. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're it's a kid great. seven without yeah. a head in a box. There's like some, that's that's the that's yeah. on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some like great monologues in there, like uh, that you know it was like they took but there's right also, from the book. But again, there was there was if I'm not mistaken, there was like a Betty Davis movie that was also kind of like for uh, the, teenagers. I believe the Watcher in the Woods. Yes, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's also Disney, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like they were kind of fun, like experimenting with Yeah, bit, trying to yeah. find they weren't touchstone movies. These right. were like mm-hmm. Disney thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, before they Anyway. So anyway, yeah, it's uh I'm not I don't have high hopes for this one. Um the next one is Anthropoid. This is uh, another movie coming out August 12th. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you I watched the trailer for this one and it really feels like um the trailer is cut like please give us an award. That kind of well, thing. it's based on a true story right. of a of a World War II assassination attempt yes. uh, called Operation Anthropoid about mm-hmm. to to take out uh, General uh, Heydrich, the, one of the architects of the Final Solution. So it was a like a one of these. That's a Polish uh, um, plot to assassinate, right? Does it happen like in Warsaw so, yeah. or something? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't remember exactly, but I, I was watching it too. And just the way the trailer is put together, it's like all those beats of like. Uh, Dramatic scene. Is it in Poland? Is it in Polish? Is it like subtitled? No, no. no, It's it's an English film. Uh, It's directed by uh, Sean Ellis, who has, um, you know, he did Metro Manila. He did The Broken. He did Cashback. He hasn't done a lot of really big budget things. So this is an interesting. um, It it really feels like a by the numbers kind of film which is too bad because it looks it's like got a, really a terrible name story. right we will admit it's got a terrible right. title yeah. say it again chris anthropoid, anthropoid uh, because that was that was the name of the operation it should have been called like it's like a charlie kaufman title exactly right. it should be yeah. like <laughs> <You're right. laughs> exactly it should be mean. like killing the human, the human anthropoid yeah yeah <laughs> just like come on guys yeah, yeah. Right, could you call Killing Hans or something? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, something. Yeah. You just heard Anthropoid. You're like, all right, well, that's some kind of weird horror movie. With yeah, I, right. There's yeah. pods and an alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I would think. There's something. It's, it's uh, you know what happens. It divides and yeah. keeps getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, we all had the exact same image in our heads when we heard this title. I was like, why well, is there a Nazi guy on yeah. the poster? So I that's doesn't... you know, strike one. Or then I thought, well, maybe it's about you know monsters who infect zombies or, or Nazis. Or oh, okay. Like that you know, because it's still it feels like a science fiction or hard title sure not good marketing nope um okay so now dvd and blu-ray uh my big fat greek wedding two. Oh, wayne you said you no, saw yeah, this yeah wayne you saw it i did see part of it yes i did see part it. of it i did see it I why, did didn't see you, why didn't you see the whole movie 
Well, I'm. I loved the first movie. Yeah, good. Film. Loved. Didn't like it. Loved it. Right. And it was this a fun movie. Yeah, this was not as, as good. And I sort of know her. Right. So it was like I was really rooting for it, and it went it it went bad right from the start. Oh, it went bad. bad right from the start, but didn't do well. Yeah, because I, I remember we we talked about the first one. I loved, and it also didn't like loved. It was great. I, lo- it was I loved so it. Fun. If I'm not mistaken, one of the most successful independent movies in the history of yes. Hollywood, well, right? Yeah. The story around how it got successful was like inspirational. What do you mean? Well, it was. Um, was one of these movies that came out and slowly built and and one of it was because the Greek Orthodox churches were all like telling all their people, oh, you really? gotta go see this, you gotta go see this. So like the Greek community got behind it and it had sort of a groundswell, which is hard to do these days, um, of like an old school film rollout, like in mm-hmm. the 70s and let it build. Now it's like if it, it has builds, a bad weekend or two, yeah. it's done. Right. And that one built and it, it, it blew up, you know, and it was like, oh, it, was, it was such okay. an underdog story. Um, both both thematically and yeah. financially, and I adore her, Neil. Right, I love great. her. I love her. I love her. So it was. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. You know, it's tough. So yeah. Next one is uh, the Brothers Grimsby. Now you saw this one, right? No. Oh, I thought you did. No way. I wanted to see this. I wanted to see it I so to see bad. It. I really. I, Baron Cohen. Yeah. 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 All it right. looks like something I'll see on a plane and go. Oh, that was that was yeah, all right. Probably has a low license fee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Wait special. a minute! Is that the way you categorize <laughs> yeah. a movie? If it's on an airplane, yeah, because they it's a low the license with the fee. lowest license fee. Yeah, so that's hilarious. Oh, because it was oh. next to free, right? Yeah, to put. Why did you start a website? Low license fee. Yeah. <laughs> like that is the greatest category of movie I've ever heard. That is good. That is so fantastic. Or whatever, make it part of your thing yeah, or yeah. something. That is fantastic. What I've what never. What movies you have on the side? Well, that's, that's right. We got it for cheap. <laughs> I just Love tell it. You better, oh if you have a high gosh. license fee, go the other. Keep walking. Like, <laughs> so it really has nothing to do with the budget of the movie or anything. Like, oh my god, that's beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, that really caught me. <laughs> Um, Midnight Special. Really uh, liked it. Neil absolutely loved it. Too. Fan- I haven't seen it yet. It's a fantastic movie. It was really cool to see Michael Shannon not play a creepy dude. Right. Just well, play a dad. Just trying to, to see do- that he could. Yeah. And also... Really- it's based on Wolfman Jack's late night show? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up. Uh, but Three yeah. dog night. <laughs> Franklin and Jai. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the nitty gritty dirt band on the midnight special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's what this movie is. It's Michael Shannon playing uh, Wolfman Jack. Yeah. Um, no, but it, it's a really cool film. It's worth seeing. So, uh, and Knight of Cups. This is the Terrence Malick movie. Uh, it's interesting how now he just keeps trying to remake Tree of Life in different ways. Uh, oh, this is the <clears throat> the Christian yeah. Bale like uh, Hollywood. And you were able to sit through it. Debauchery. No, I haven't seen it yet. You weren't able no to sit way. through it. I couldn't. But, Malick. No, can't Malick. Do it. You know, it, I, lo- I wanted. It's I. I just Tree of Life was when I was like, I'm done. <laughs> right. And I, I like, wanted. I like. Yeah. And I like Tree of Life. But you then, do. But the one after it, I, I get it with Ben Affleck in it. I was like, no, this is. This is what everyone's saying about Tree of Life. This is what this movie is. <laughs> right. Uh, right. And then uh, Knight of Cups looks like kind of the same thing. Wait, isn't there dinosaurs interested. in Tree of Life? Yes. Yeah, yeah yes. that's why I remember yeah. that. So yeah. so Knight of Cups is uh, Christian Bale, you know, going into, you know, the debauchery of a Hollywood life. And like, I, 
but it doesn't look like it was anything more than that. Okay, <laughs> like, you know what? It I, like it was the. That it's was called Knight of Cups. Knight of Cups. Yeah, from the tarot cards. Oh, uh, you know what that? You know, popped into my mind would be Knight of Cups. I don't remember. <clears throat> sorry, the girl's name, but remember they would do like those cup songs. Oh, <laughs> what is that? What am I thinking about? <clears throat> You're thinking of uh, Pitch Perfect. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, like a competition. Yeah. No. <laughs> that would probably Night make it better cups. if it was in. It was in there. But I, I, I'm still. I'm still curious to see it. So I'll, I'll watch probably, a cup. I'll watch it. Cup dancing uh, competition uh, on DVD. So and the site spotlight and the fan feedback. Now Rick Myers got a little uh, prolific. Yes. He uh, he sent a bunch of reviews over the Final Master, Finding Dory, and The Conjuring Two. You can check it out. Um, weekly film news. Oh my God, there's some crazy stuff in uh, in weekly film news. You you have to read. They're doing another Beverly Hills Cop movie. What? Uh, and so there's going to be another. Boom, boom, dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> We're not going to fall for the banana on the tailpipe. <laughs> yeah. And. Um, <laughs> and he's boodle, boodle, boodle. To, now that drum was that Herbie Hancock? It was, it was a Herbie Hancock uh, yeah. knockoff, right? <laughs> what was that guy's name? Axel F. F. Is that the name of the song? Probably, yeah. Maybe it is. Uh, that's oh, no something. Faultleroy, Fault, oh, Faultler, right. Harold Faultner. Right. Some that's we'll just wrong. A, we'll get an email. That's wrong. That's wrong. Email. That is wrong. <laughs> that's an example. Faultleroy? Is that no? It's not thing? Little Lord <laughs> Faultleroy. <laughs> he was a great DJ. Little yeah. Lord Faultleroy. Yeah, I heard he worked with DJ Am. Nice callback. Nice callback. And then on also on weekly film news, oh my god, he picks this little uh, news segment. We all missed this, but uh, apparently some genius host on Fox News um, was asking the Dalai Lama if he saw Caddyshack, and it got very <laughs> uncomfortable. Can you imagine that would be uncomfortable? That's you know because that's uh, well, we know he. Channel. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I stepped on that. But we right know <laughs> we know Caddyshack though is a, is a based on a true story. Yes. We know that <laughs> Bill Murray is a real. Yeah. Well, we know the Dalai Lama does like meatballs. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, I, I feel like it yeah. wasn't that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know he didn't like Blues Brothers, but that's I get it. It was such it's a, a bad a, attempt at like a Fox joke where they're trying to reference that uh, you know being a caddy is like being like the Dalai Lama. What? You know, in Caddyshack, there's like a there's a, a line in there. So no, the whole it, well, it, it was Bill Murray talks about meeting the Dalai Lama. Yeah. Oh right, right, yeah, right, I, right. I, I oh, that's was, right. Was, <laughs> so it talks about I caddied yeah. for the Dalai Lama. Yeah, I'm sure it's on uh, YouTube. Yeah. You can check out the quote where it's in the hole. Comfortable. It's in the hole. But uh, uh, fan feedback. There was um, so we posted this uh, only Star Wars fans see at this photo of a hill that looks like uh, Jabba the Hutt, uh, and Paul. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, Paul Gris- Griswold writes it's either Jabba the Hutt or a sat on charred Vader's helmet maybe mm-hmm. um, and then <laughs> this is my fun uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right Essie uh, Helgeson only Star Wars fans and anyone remotely aware of pop culture in the last 40 years would understand it and then this guy Barney Lopez goes Liz is that the hill in Laguna I don't know why he's asking, <laughs> <laughs> he's asking someone about that <laughs> Um, so thanks for those guys. Thanks for responding to those posts on Facebook. Um, still made more sense than asking the Dalai Lama if he saw Caddyshack. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Jonathan Brandmeier, a morning, uh, radio DJ in Chicago in the eighties asked Dalai Lama this question. I remember. Oh, he did? Yes. 
And everyone was just like, ah, Brad Meyer. Oh, nuts. I see, I see. Oh, these morning radio guys are crazy. They're nuts. <laughs> They're out of control. It's not like a studio. It's like a zoo or yeah. some sort of uh, amusement Johnny. park. or I don't know. What's going on? Johnny in the morning. <laughs> um, so, okay. So now coming, uh, premiering this week, The Free State of Jones. I don't know what this the is. Oh, I know what that is. This is the Matthew this. McConaughey yep. movie about... Um, now, it's funny. The... The Confederate Army was considered the rebel army. However, um, he's leading a rebel army against the rebel army. Right. Uh, and he creates his own uh, basically M- militia. And militia and state inside Confederate territory. Right. He's like a terrorist. Basically saying, like, that's how he, if I'm not mistaken, he's using terror tactics to sort of take down the Confederacy. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And he, because um, he, he had these weird ideas about in his state, everyone would be kind of equal, right. women and blacks. Just, and yeah. yeah some, so that didn't million. sit too well with the Confederate Army. Yep. <laughs> yeah. $65 million budget. So we'll wow. see what this movie's going to do. Okay. Uh, now let's Well, get I'm glad the- we have another slave revolt led by a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, now, the next one will probably have a considerably Great. larger budget. Uh, Independence Day. Recently. Oh, can't oh. wait. Cannot wait. I'm going to see this. Uh, I'll be seeing it as well. I My favorite part of the trailer is then when you know some trailer editor or producer, we got to get Will Smith in this movie somehow. And they show a photo of him. On, like, oh, they the do? Wall. Yeah. <laughs> Your father was a, as a hero. Oh, I guess. That's great. That's great. But uh, Bill Pullman, uh, he's back. Other people, yeah. we're back. Uh, I'm yeah, so fired back. up for this movie. It just looks like big, silly summer. It just the review came out in Variety today, and it wasn't bad at all. I, I'm hoping it's big, dumb, fun, and not just big, dumb. Right. You know? Oh, I see. Yeah. So I think it'll be just enough. Of okay, it. here's just yeah. a walk down memory lane. Do you remember what theater you saw Independence Day? Yes, yeah. Man Chinese. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and right. that's where I'm going to go see this one. Yeah. Even though it's now called. TLC, something, IMAX. something, yeah. corporate, <laughs> foreign owned. We don't know what. <laughs> the next movie is the uh, the Neon Demon. This what? movie looks awful. Uh, really, with a title like that? So I started reading about it, and now it is the guy that directed Drive. Oh. Um, but this is one thing I was I wasn't going to see this movie uh, before, but now I'm sure I'm not going to see it when one of the trivia. Um, items for Neon Demon was that uh, they shot the movie in order and then at the end just improvised the ending of the film. And uh, boy. What is the, can you give me the uh, log line of this movie? I can when an aspiring model Jesse moves to Los Angeles. Her youth and vitality are devoured by a group of beauty obsessed women who will take any means necessary to get what she has. It's a bunch of models fighting over their dumb model. Wait, careers. is there any? Is there? Is it science fiction? Is like, can they take the youth of these young girls? I, it does, I think it'd be more interesting if it was Dorian yeah. Gray style. Yeah. So it's a bunch of models fighting over, fighting over uh, model careers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who gets the salad and who That's gets a the cafe up gratitude? Gonna... <laughs> it's so. You show so there's no like extra. No, uh, that would be good though, right? Yeah, that would be good. What's it called again? The, the green... Neon Demon. The neon the ne- demon. If there was an actual, was an actual... Neon Demon, then yeah, that would be then great. That would be cool. I'd watch that. Mm. Again, the title. The I don't understand. Yeah. The Neon Demon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. that doesn't sound like a model movie the about models, too, right? Because when you think of LA, you think, oh, it's full of neon. You know? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> of course. 
Everything's pink and neon. Neon here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all LA is, is neon, and everyone's a model. Right. And everything's just that's some funny. bottle service party. You know what yeah. I mean? Just whenever a foreign director like has like one American character as a side character, it's always like he's always from Texas, right? And he's an obnoxious ass, right? And yeah. LA is just everyone's yeah. at some velvet rope special part that's all we do in la is yes, just go right. to clubs and it's just clubbing yeah. yeah yeah and not get into parties yeah yeah <laughs> it's all we do and it's all this fashion industry party mm-hmm. that none of us ever participate in so the next movie is called the shallows now um this is an interesting premise for a, a horror survival movie the but, blake lively oh yeah but yeah I, i'm not convinced that it's going to be a good movie but i'm hoping like i said like there's more to it than than the trailer another one where uh basically you have a a surfer and then you see a cgi shark shadow basically chase her in the shallows and then she gets kind of stuck on this little um the tide comes up the tide comes up and she gets stuck Stuck on on this little rock (laughs) and then the, the shark is just circling the rock waiting for his I, I'm. I'm. I um, saw. At first, I was like, "There's no way." As a surfer, I'm going to watch a movie about a surfer getting attacked by a shark. Yeah. But, not not attacked. Stalked. Stalked. <laughs> but then I saw the trailer, and I was like, "I bet it's good. I bet this movie's this good." Could, I was like, "I bet this movie's good." Because it's her sort of like, "I'm going to fight back" or whatever. Right. And I was like, "Okay." I mean, this is shark behavior. You know, I don't think sharks do this, but. Uh, you mean act like people? Yeah, and stalk and, and just like this one's this time this it's personal. personal. Yeah, they're gonna go find a food source and they're yeah. gonna keep searching until they find it. They're not mm. gonna circle. Even if it were a seal, the shark would have moved on. Yeah, the shark would have moved on. <laughs> um, but part of me is like, ah, eh, this could be interesting. Mm. I don't know. You know, but but you there is the a ticking backstory. clock. There is a there ticking is a, clock. And you don't know the whole backstory. Maybe the surfer killed the shark's family. All right, her mother. Know. Right, <laughs> like one of the jaws. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fuck. I hope that's it. I hope there's some, I hope there's some, hey, you know, I remember what happened. I don't want to talk about that time the yeah. shark ate my little brother. Yeah. And you know what? Not today. I hope it's that. I hope it's some, some stupid thing like that. What was the Or even thing? if it's TikTok or the, uh, if it's like a Captain Hook kind of thing, like if she was missing a hand and like the shark loved the taste so much, went to get back oh. to the rest of her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not true. Yeah. What was the movie like? There's like, is it shallow water or is there open like, water? Open water. That's, that's where the couple. Did start. you watch that one? No, I saw that. Oh, one. You don't. You won't watch these. I, no, surf I, I saw it almost it was, every day. It was terrible. That yeah. movie, Open Water. Okay, but I'm just um, saying, it seemed like that genre though of the. It definitely did, but the thing about Open Water that tried to do and I for me it failed was that they tried to do like this real gritty like found footage cinema verte kind of thing. Where, uh, Wait, are you saying verte or verite? I like saying verte. Have I, 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 I been saying it wrong? No, I, most likely I am. I just <laughs> like it saying it that way. Uh, so uh, what it was was... Uh, Landmark. Yeah. Landmark Theater. We watch some verite um, movies. What they did verte. is they, um, they, you know, one of the selling points in the marketing documents were like, oh, no, we used real sharks. We used real sharks. Oh, yeah. like, oh okay. So you watch the movie, and you very rarely see a shark because they used, quote, real sharks. So occasionally one would kind of go by, so Mm -hmm. you never really saw a lot of anything. And then they they tried to pan out the 80-some minutes of, like, a lot of flashes and black and where, oh, they're screaming. What could possibly be happening? That kind of thing. Um, so okay. this one, I, I never saw it, but I heard it was something. I, I didn't, I didn't like it, but oh. I, I really think that this one goes in the opposite direction, where it's pretty much a CG shark that you're going to see all the time. Um, you know that 
acts like a stalker. <laughs> well, it's the director from Orphan and House of Wax and Unknown. So So I'm hoping it's good. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping it's it has something more to it, like I said. Uh, it might not be good. It might uh, not be good. In the trailer. All right. So all right. This is exciting. That's our show. That is a, lot, that is a lot of movies to talk about. Yeah, it was. How, how do we wrap? Is that it? Well, first we talk about we'll now. We're going to a couple things. Uh, we're very oh. excited. To I have thought you said sign. that's our show. I thought it was over. Oh, pretty yeah. much. We're going to wrap the it mic up now. Yeah. And get the fuck nah, out of here. I'm out of here. We're very excited to announce that uh, Wayne Fetterman's CDs will be signed and for sale within 24 hours of you hearing this broadcast. The Chronicles of Fetterman, um, which is three decades of you doing stand up comedy, man. Yep. Three CDs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anyone has CD players anymore. And uh, yeah, it's just a career compilation. These are starting with the first footage. The first joke is from the, about the 1984 Olympics. I think, honestly, uh, it, since I'm assuming many of you are huge fans of comedy, and if you are uh, even comics yourself, it's an interesting thing to watch the progression of a career. Mm-hmm. The progression of also, you're seeing how comedy in general, the joke styles and the joke writing have sort of changed a little bit. And yeah. and all of that, the topic, it's 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 fascinating. I, yeah, it, I really think you guys are going to enjoy drilling down and unpacking it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being... And you know stuck, what I like? It's, like it's my stuck. own against me. It's my, <laughs> my own petard. I'm hoisted on my own petard. I don't know what a petard is, but I've been multiple times hoisted here today it's like it's like it's a <laughs> thank it's, you it's like a watching a comedian be stalked by a shark yeah. you know what i mean it's it's <laughs> the my... comedian insulted at a club <laughs> you know six months before and this time it's personal um so the chronicles of fetterman wayne where can people see you perform or what do you got going on where can people find you on the internet i have a website guess what it's called i'm gonna say waynefetterman.gov <laughs> As a matter of fact, it is because it's tied in with the the national library. There, is there a national library? There is it. What would that be? Library the, of Congress. Library of Congress. That would have been the way to say that. Um, yeah, WayneFetterman.com at Fetterman. My on Twitter, mm-hmm. and that's basically it. Nice. Do you have any any tour dates coming up? Anywhere you can see you live? I know you perform a lot around L.A. Yeah, we did a show together at a wine tasting. Patrick Nays. Oh, that's kind of cool. wine, tasting. wine tasting. Yeah, we had a fun time. We had yeah. a fun time. Did you taste wine? No, I don't because I don't think either one of us drink. Right? No, I don't drink. I I only drink to get drunk. I never drink to enjoy it. N- I, there's nothing to enjoy yeah. except getting drunk. So I don't. I never have like. Oh, what am I having? Fish. I'm going to have the white. What is this, meat? I'm going to have the rosé. Like, none of that. So you're not a sommelier. I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> it's a wine sommelier. Patrick, the guy's like a wine expert. Oh, next, oh yeah, the opposite of that. I don't know what, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> Somebody who doesn't like wine and is ignorant about vocabulary. <laughs> That's me, right? I don't know words. <laughs> I thought sommelier was how you pronounce the Lemley Theaters. That's what I was confused about. A cinema sommelier. <laughs> um, uh, there's got to be something coming up. Hold on, hold on. Let me think. Because I at just the, you're at the Hollywood Improv a lot. Yes, I'm always uh, usually at the Hollywood Improv. Wait, there was some show coming. I I can't remember. There's All right. some, go to my website. It's there. Go to okay. Ad- yeah. Okay. It'll, there's a thing called What's New, oh. and it'll it'll tell you what's going on if you want to see me perform. Nice. Uh, oh, and then I'm also going to be in a movie Ooh. called The House with Will Ferrell. 
and Amy Poehler. There we go. So I have, yeah, so that's coming out. That's cool. Yeah, that's going to be good. And something called Documentary Now, which Fred is Armisen on- Fred show on IFC. It's like um, a documentary parody show. Yes, yeah. When we're do, yeah, we're doing a parody of, I don't know, I signed a non-disclosure. Okay, don't, don't get yourself into trouble. But it's about the war room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 1992, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Um, I will be at um, Podcast Movement in Chicago, July 6th, 7th, and 8th. July 7th, we are screening earbuds at Podcast Movement. So go to podcastmovement.com and get all the info if you're in Chicago and you want to see earbuds. Um, I'm not quite sure how they're specific, if they're doing single ticketed events for that or if they're making it, you have to buy a whole. Uh, convention pass but i will be there and then of course headlining the improv uh in beautiful lake tahoe at uh harvey's hotel and casino that's july 13th through 17 so all right so a lot of a lot of great stuff coming up and uh, i want to thank you guys for um especially we've been working on the graphic novel non-stop we're at about 20 to 30 pages in and i'm happy to announce it is on schedule no delays so nice. far so we're on track for delivering it uh beginning of next year all right guys and of course uh download the spare Men app for free we'll be doing a fan call uh, this week when we're doing more of those down the road so listen to uh jensen carp and any of the other people jackie cation that are on my profile for you to listen to thank you once again to wayne fetterman you're very welcome this was uh, a lot of fun and i like the incoming felt good My name is Graham Elwood And I'm Chris Mancini And as always remember Han Han shot shot first. first